So anyway, this dominatrix is at my house, and she, I'm on the couch. She's like, fuck him in the ass with a strap on, right? And she whispers into my ear, bells are tolling under the waves to call their children home from the stars. And I'm like, ha, that's pretty weird. It's a pretty weird thing to say while you're fucking me in the ass with a strap on, but hey, you know, who am I to judge? So after it's over, we're sitting there, you know, and I'm like, what was that thing you said to me in my ear? But when, when we were doing that, and she's like, I didn't say anything. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This is gonna get worse before it gets better. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love the sick and wrong in the major way. I'm ready Johnny Depp just to have some fun. Walk here, D. Simon and Harrison. What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee or video game news with Jeffrey. It'll be hip and it'll be cool. Kids don't take drugs and stay in school or you might end up like Trucker Paul. Freddy's out. Lick my balls. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. Good evening. I am Harrison. Harrison, I gotta say, I, I, I love that uh, comedy bit you were doing that we just played in the intro <laughs> of the show. Oh, yeah. Is it? They, yeah. You know, my favorite thing about that yeah. was there was a little nervous laughter, a couple chuckles there, and then some guys just having a conversation at the bar. There. <laughs> That, that, where were you? I was at a bar called Liquid Zoo in Van Nuys on Sepulveda Boulevard, which is like a rough fucking area. Where the, where's Van Nuys? Is that north? Yeah, it's in the valley. It's like right. where they f- used to film porn. Oh, it's yeah. It's like a really that's... shitty part of the valley. It's just like terrible. It's just like shitty motels and a, a lot of massage parlors. Literally most... like. Probably about 30% of the other comics' materials was about going to rub and tug massage parlors. Because it was location, like, yeah. The, I mean, some of the other comics were good, some of them were terrible, but all of them were pretty scummy. Like, they <laughs> well, made you, me seem like a wholesome fucking guy. You wait, know? You, you sent me a text that was like, these guys here at this comedy club make Artie Lang look like George Clooney. And I yeah. was like, Right, this is very vague. Yeah, I don't there's understand. a lot of interpretation. I really don't understand what was hard to, to, to well, comprehend. I was just kind of like, that. what are they just that ugly? Like they, like they're ugly. Like a, they're scummy. They they lack a modicum <laughs> of, of class. You know, I mean, they're great guys. Don't get me wrong. Um, so wait, but, but okay. there were, yeah, there were there were a group of like fucking like ex cons having a loud louder than I've ever heard white people be. At just a really loud conversation at the side of the bar the whole time, the whole time, and there was like, I didn't, I didn't bring it up. I no, I did bring it up. I'm like, I didn't know you, white people you, could be so loud. Okay, so you yeah. did actually comment. I did on that, but there was like, but that was only after like this other guy, this other guy who was like this, just kind of like a like a chubby nerd looking kind of guy like was like beard type was of guy. Like, What's the ex con sewing circle doing over there? exchanging meth recipes and i'm like you're gonna fucking die dude you're gonna die <laughs> i don't go to your work and slap yeah, yeah. the dick out of your but mouth they, but they didn't do shit they didn't do shit to him so it was pretty funny so wait you, let me just uh clarify here you weren't at a at a comedy club you were mm. at a bar right uh yeah okay so an this is a bar mic. that just this has an, an open, open mic. mic yeah so so tell me what's going on here with this are you an aspiring comedian are you doing this just for the lulls Oh yeah, just I'm, going out there and uh, just seeing what, what what might happen. To be hundred percent honest, everything I'm doing in my life right now is just things that my therapist told me to do. So your therapist is like, you need to stand you on need, stage and get humiliated. Yeah, you need to teach at a homeless shelter. 
or she said you need to volunteer at a homeless shelter did that doing that right. uh you need to do stand-up comedy why because ever because it's like i'm in the group and i don't know it's also one of those things where it's like if you're vaguely funny and nobody else around you is funny you seem like the funniest guy in the world so everyone's like you gotta do stand-up well, and i'm like i hate stand-up stand-up comedians like the fact that people can make a good living doing stand-up really just makes me want to die Infuriates to be honest you. yeah i, yeah, I don't it. know you really I don't, don't like comedians like i don't like comedy yeah. i hate the whole like <laughs> well you seen this you heard about this hey what's going on like i hate everything about it but yet you're doing it i'm doing it hmm so that's that's kind and of a contradiction sometimes i have little bits sometimes i just tell stories like the one the thing you heard at the beginning of the show was just me telling a story so is that a true story? That's a true story. True story about you getting a pegged yeah. and then she, uh, or you thought that she said something to you. I've been up for several days and I was, I was starting to have serious hallucinations. So you're having sleep deprivation, hallucinations. <laughs> right. Drug, also drug induced. Also drug induced. By, by a woman. Yeah. And, and so I, I love how like yeah. this, this is a, this is a good bit to use at some like, you know, rough comedy club. And, well, that's uh, the great thing about open mics. Nice. You can just try stuff out. You can just try stuff out, at, you know, and see what see, see what, what happens. Because sometimes stuff like that I did that I thought would kill doesn't do well, and stuff that I didn't think would do well does well. So you should try this in my like Tupac stuff Iowa like, or something. You know? um, well, the weird thing is, is that I'm not doing it in Hollywood or anything. You know how in Ho- you know how in our old, old neighborhood you throw a rock and you hit fucking yeah, six comedians comedian everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going out to like the San Fernando Valley, the San Gabriel Valley, which nobody goes to. Covina. How far away are these places? Covina is like 25 miles away. Okay, so you're like driving like a half hour, 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where I got a personal pan pizza for $4. <laughs> Highlighted my week. Um, but what, what? So with Hollywood, are you intimidated or are you just like, because what I've heard of the open mics in Hollywood, you're basically performing to a room full of other comedians that are waiting for their chance to get three minutes up on stage. Pretty much. Yeah. This is a little less like that. Like maybe a third of the people are actually there to see what's going on. So two thirds of the people are other comics. So what's the ratio here in uh, Hollywood? There's probably like two people. Who oh, are okay, so they're two yeah. actual people. Who just are friends that got dragged to go to the stupid... So that's not that bad. You get a third, you know, a third of uh, the people there there to actually drink at the bar and they're like, and maybe check out the comedy. And I feel like it's less pressure. Like some of the other comics sometimes actually laugh at some of the other comics. Whereas in Hollywood, it's everyone's like, cutthroat and stupid and horrible. Aren't you going to worry that people are going to try to crib your, your funny comedy, your original comedy? HBO is already stealing things out of my fucking brain. I don't care what suing people. I don't care what fucking jokey Jimmy at the (laughs) Chuckle Hut is going to steal a bit of mine. I don't care. You know, I wouldn't worry too much about anyone stealing your uh, pegging (laughs) joke there. (laughs) Comedy gold. I'm trying to. I'm trying to establish a unique voice. The one in Covina is kind of interesting because there are a lot of female comics, and they all some of the they're they're pretty funny. I mean, they all kind of have like that monotone kind of sardonic thing no more like aubrey plaza okay like an aubrey plaza Plaza? no like if aubrey plaza had had fetal alcohol syndrome and like a seroquel midsection oh okay that's i could work with that yeah yeah Yeah. you could yeah i I mean yeah so well yeah you know that's the thing you're mentioning with covina that a lot of the girls there, or a lot of the people there, they look there, like a, like a mission, like a 
librarian at maybe like the like Flint, Midwestern kind of Flint, look. Michigan. That's, my, that's sort librarian. of what I picture. But you were also saying that the a lot of the comedians there were a little bit, you know, they they wanted to be on stage. There's some camaraderie going on. Whereas mm-hmm. I think like if you're performing at an open mic at the comedy store or an open mic at any of the places around here, it is cutthroat. Yeah. People are dicks. Yeah. They do not accept new comedians. They don't want to hang out with new comedians. They're uh, you know they're jealous of other comedians and they will steal your shit. Yeah. That's not my game. You know, yeah, that's not, well, it sounds like you're I doing refuse it for to fun. play that game. <laughs> refuse. <laughs> so, what's the end game? Are you gonna do? You, do you have recordings? Are you like? Are you videotaping the events? Probably an unceremonious suicide is probably Ooh. the my end on game. stage. Yes. Gigi Allen's. Yeah, on? yeah. All right, that might um, be cool. No, that would be a ceremonious suicide. Uh, what's the end game? I don't know. I'm just trying to. And one thing I realized is like, wait a minute, I could just mine old fucking episodes of this show for bits once I. Because I'm starting to run out of stuff. You know, you, know? you probably could. I just mind this shit. You just go through and talk about some of the crap that we've spoken about. Yeah. The you Harrison archives. I just fucking look yeah. it up. Right occasionally. Occasionally, I, once every fucking 30 minutes, I might say something funny. You Write were, that down. You, you, know? Have, uh, you know, I'm going to give you full artistic license. You can yeah. take anything you want. Okay. And that, that's just for, that's just for you. Harrison. Wow, that's yeah. Magnanimous <laughs> of you. How magnanimous of you. So do you have any uh, Wonder Woman jokes? For our listeners. Um, <clears throat> that might go well with the, the female crowd in Covina. Uh, <laughs> it could, yeah. I don't, actually. Have you seen the movie yet? I have not. I want to. What's I heard that? it's good. Wait, are you doing this because you feel like uh, you know female superheroes shouldn't have movies? You just say you haven't got around to it I yet. just said I want to see it, <laughs> you fucking animal. No, I, I look... I don't go see movies like that opening weekend. Are you fucking insane? You know what so I, many jackasses. I don't do it. You know, my girlfriend's into that whole yeah. scene. And you know what we do? We usually do is we see mm. it the Thursday night mm-hmm. before the movie opens. Surprisingly, at fucking Arclight, there might be four people in there oh. at 11 o'clock. I couldn't right. believe it. I was just like, mm. wow, you'd think it would just be packed. Because I don't want to see a movie opening weekend either because... I like to drink beer when I'm in a movie. And if I'm sitting next to somebody, I can't just crack open a cold one. Right. So uh, it's nice to be in like, you know, a, a desolate theater. But I, I was surprised. I'm like, wow, you'd think there'd be more people here. But I think most people go on Friday, you know, for the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I saw the movie a couple nights ago. And I got to say that um, I was impressed. I was impressed. Mainly because I'm genetically hotwired to be in love with Gal Gadot. Right. I mean, she's that. That's the one thing a lot of people think about about Jews because they'll see like Natalie Portman and they'll see um, they'll see Natalie Portman and they'll see uh, like Gal Gadot and they'll be like, God, you know, Jewish women. Like some Jewish women are just beautiful. Jews are, you know, they're just beautiful people. What about you? And I'm just like, well, okay, I, I'm a Ashkenazic Jew. I'm yeah. come from Eastern Europe. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't get all the hot, attractive Mediterranean Jewish traits mm-hmm. that make Natalie Portman and, uh, and uh, you know, Gal Gadot just beautiful. You know, we, we, we don't have that. We have frizzy hair. We have lots of moles. We're very pale. There are some. I, I mean, say there dude, are. she's Ashkenazi. She ain't Sephardic. No, she's Sephardic too. She's Israeli. Dude, most of the fucking Israelis are Ashkenazi, dude. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot and, of them. and they bought, bully me, in, in Israel... The Ashkenazi Jews, which make up most people, hate the fucking Sephardic Jews. They the, consider the, the them thing like is, a lot of a lot of Ashkenazic Jews. They moved consider there them idiots and, and bred with the Sephardic Jews. Okay. So a lot of the people that you hear, if you see a mm. Jewish person that looks has Mediterranean features, mm. she's got to have Sephardic genes. Mm. 
Because I mean, the Ashkenazi ones over there, they're the ones who are like, we're the ones who came up with this idea to steal this river from the fucking Arabs and make orange groves or whatever, you know? Yeah, well, the Sephardic Jews lived in peace with them. But at the same time, the Sephardic Jews also were butchered by Arab tribes and, you know, for centuries as well. Right. So, I mean, whatever. But I'm just saying, Sephardic Jews in general are more attractive than the Eastern European Jews. <clears throat> they ended up moving there. Okay. I mean, you, you don't see a fucking Sephardic Jew that looks like Woody Allen or Jerry Seinfeld. No. Yeah, typically. Okay. I'm just saying. But anyway, I, I've been to Israel and I was just like walking around being like, mm. this is fucking bullshit. There's like I all like these those... attractive olive complected Jews here. I like those African Israelis. <laughs> the Ethiopian Jews. Yeah. Oh, they're fucking fine. <laughs> the female ones, man, in the army. But those pictures, you ever see those pictures? Yeah. They, oh. you know, have you ever Hello. seen the Israeli army? Uh, they have like those female Israeli soldier calendars. Yes. And you're just like, God. Yeah. But I mean, if you're 18 <laughs> and you all have to go to war or you know, you have to be in the army, it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's some attractive women in, in the army as well. Right. I'm sure there's some ugly ones too. Um, but anyway, well, getting back to the movie, I guess I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of cool to see Wonder Woman. You know, they, they sort of um, discarded all the campy, you know, there were no space kangaroos. You know, uh, they didn't actually have, well, they did, she did have the lasso, but they didn't have all the weird S&M from the comic. That's too bad. You know, she wasn't like constantly in some kind of chains and yeah. like struggling to get out and then breaking out of the chains. You know, but, th- but there was, I mean, there was, uh, you know, there were a lot, there were scenes of like Amazonian women fighting each other. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, you know what? The one thing I was wondering about is like, are they going to address like the lesbian issue? Or is there going to be like a lesbian shower scene or a bathing scene here on the, uh, the Amazon, on the Amazon, like uh, Island? You saw the fucking movie. Well, I was wondering about me. this. It's a hypothetical okay. question. I was asking uh, oh, a okay. rhetorical okay. question. Um, but that, I no, you're just, me. Yeah, this is rhetorical. Right. And so okay. I was wondering about this and then they kind of address mm. it, mm. but they don't have like, you know, a full scissor kicking scene or anything like that. I remember when they did that on Xena. Did they have Between, a full scissor kicking scene? No, oh. but they addressed the Xena <laughs> Gabrielle say, gonna, lesbian lover thing. What'd they say? They're like, yeah, we fuck around sometimes. Well, they sort of did this. They sort of did this in uh, in the movie. They sort of she she mentions at one point that men are used for procreation, not for pleasure. Yes. So it makes me think there's a lot of lesbian action going on on the Amazonian island. Mm-hmm. But the Amazonian women were fucking badasses. Yeah. And Diana, who's, uh, you know, Wonder Woman, also a badass. And it was kind of mm-hmm. cool to, to see her depicted just like, you know, blocking bullets and just throwing dudes like in the air, smashing through windows and shit. In the old comic, like, it seemed like, like the one from the 50s and stuff, it seemed like all they did in on the island were like tie-up games and stuff. Yeah, that, that was, pretty much I, that was it. I was well. Like, can you escape from this, <laughs> Cersei? You know, but she That's wasn't she do. like in, uh, imprisoned by like you know a, a different god or goddess or a space god comes down. Next mm. thing you know, she's like in chains. Yeah, and she's struggling and kind of mm. crying, but she's wearing that mm. sexy outfit. Well, because she she carries around this lasso that's unbreakable, so it, she'd end up getting tied up in the lasso, which is the only thing she can't break. <laughs> It's like, stop carrying it around, lady. What's your problem? It's a liability. Yeah. Like, come on. Just bring your sword and what the fuck? I got to say, that was one weak thing about the movie. Mm. And it it carries over from Batman versus Mm. Superman, which I got to say, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, awful. I I tried to watch that three times, kept falling asleep. Am I too soon? (laughs) Oh, I'm too soon. Remember that part? Where the Flash appears to him in the future? And he's like, am I too soon? (laughs) 
<laughs> that, that movie was just god awful. I, yeah. I tried watching it three times, mm. and then I kept falling asleep because it was like fucking long. It was boring, and then they released like the unedited film as like mm. an extra forty minutes. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, like I'm not gonna watch that. I, you know, I did watch that. It made like twenty five percent more sense. It still made no sense, but it made there were a lot of like potholes that are covered up in that three hour version of the fucking oh, okay film. that that all right so that, yeah. that that might be one of the reasons why i, could, I was so disengaged watching that story yeah it's like this doesn't make any sense and why is this happening yeah you know it's a but that's the one thing about this, this there's movie. like entire plot lines that involve a jar of urine like why <laughs> why <laughs> who's you... urine yeah yeah i was wondering about that oh i'm glad they answered that maybe i should watch the director's cut um but in, in wonder woman you know the, the narrative work there are a couple kind of uh some scenes where i start getting a little sleepy it was late at night but uh mm-hmm. The love story kind of got a little boring to me. Mm. But how, I'd say all in all, definitely worth seeing. Gal Gadot, fucking beautiful, amazing uh, amazing actress. And she's a badass, and it's kind of mm. cool to check that out. Uh, but I mean, you know that whole thing, that whole comic and that whole sh- the old TV show. That's why people like me are perverts now. That's what fucking the genesis of a lot of, the, a lot of men like me who have these fetishes... Yeah, I, I think the from, origin brother. comes from that, that comic. And not to mention, the creator himself, I think, was uh, was uh, cast from the same kiln oh, as yes. you. I think he was also kind of a kinky dude. William Moulton Marston. Yeah, psychologist. Yeah. And mm. you mentioned this. He actually invented the uh, the polygraph, the, yes, li- the lie detector. Yeah. You know, and, and a real life lasso of truth. <laughs> and mm. uh, you know, and ultimately uh he created the the Wonder Woman character, but not on his own, actually. Mm. Interesting life. I was reading about this. Apparently there's a book um by Harvard professor Jill Lepore who wrote about him. Um Bondage, Birth Control, and the Suffragettes. Mm. Uh, the real Wonder Woman. Um apparently this this is uh that this guy, uh William Marston here. I uh, was a psychologist who he invented the lie detector. He also had two wives. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was into the kink. His uh, first wife was named Sadie Elizabeth Holloway. She was a feminist who studied uh, law at Boston University. A decade after marrying her, and keep in mind this is in like the 1930s, you know, 20s and 30s. Um, he married. Uh, uh, he fell in love with Olive Byrne, the niece of birth control campaigner Margaret Sanger. Oh yeah, it was his. She was his former student. She moved into their marital home, and was presented to the world as their living governess. <laughs> governess. <laughs> he fathered children yeah. with both women. Yeah, and uh, and Halloween Marson actually adopted Burns' two sons it's from, like, a, from Dick, my previous. Dick Grayson marriage. is my ward. He's he's <laughs> he's, uh, he's my ward. Yeah, that's it. Are you implying that something else happened there? Nah, something unwholesome. There were spankings. There were there, actual there were, spankings. There were spankings sometimes, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I thought Batman was banging Catwoman. It was a, it was a love triangle, let's just say. <laughs> um, I, I had to do that one time, by the way. You had to do a love triangle? No, I had to do a, a Robin Catwoman play. Oh, did you really? That with, was like a fantasy? an older woman in New York, yeah. It was her fantasy. Were you Robin? Yeah. She oh, was okay. Catwoman. Wow. Yeah. What, 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 was the, uh, what was the scene? It was like Catwoman captures Robin kind of thing. Were you tied up? This is an older woman. She was like in her mid 40s. I was like younger. I was like my 16. late 20s maybe. Oh, okay, late 20s. And she was in her mid 40s and she was like a literary agent or something. I don't know how, how did you meet her? Uh, Fet Life. 
Fet Life, wow. Yeah, Fet Life. Did you actually have a Robin uniform? No, that she, she used got, to play. She bought one. She bought she was, a Robin she had outfit. Money. She used to take me out on nice dinners and stuff. Wow. And it, whenever I show up, I'd be like, "Oh, is so and I'd go to the waitress and I'm like, "I'm here for," and she'd be like, "Yeah, I know who you're here to see." Whoa, she, would, she must have had a few gigolos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the waitress would give me like a look, like, "Yeah, I know what you're all about." So, dude. were you were you Batman or you were you Robin from the Batman Robin uh, animated series? Or you were Robin from like the the old Batman show? Were you like criminy? Geez, gee, Willikers, Batman. No, you like that? I'm not doing that kind of play acting. <laughs> not. There's nothing sexy about that whatsoever. Jiminy Crickets, yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. Untie me. Yeah. I, there was no Jiminy Crickets, but there was, you know. Was a little bit of I would that. like to see that, though. No, you wouldn't. Do you have any uh, pictures of you in the Robin outfit? No. Damn it. Yeah. That would have been great to share on the, on, the, on the social media. That's what social media is all about. Pictures of Harrison wearing a Robin, a Robin, you know, I'm sure, a Robin outfit. I'm sure this woman has some. I'm sure this woman has some, but thankfully. I didn't get out. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, that's a, that, that's yeah. pretty uh, mm-hmm. fascinating cosplay. Uh, so it was in 1941 that Marston actually created the Wonder Woman character. Um, the idea is that she'd be a feminist rival to Batman and Superman. Uh, the superhero greats, and that she didn't inspire a generation of strong women. But did he create her on his own? That's the question here. And, the, and uh, Lepore says it actually didn't just come from, from, from Marston. His, first of all, his wife suggested that the superhero be female. Uh, but she says it's a hodgepodge of his uh, psychological theories. And she credits um, some of the suffragettes from that era, like uh, uh, Emmeline uh, Pankhurst, Margaret Sanger, and Ethel Byrne, who is a mother of Olive Byrne. Okay. And these are women who used to like chain themselves up, you know, to, to, to get the right to vote. They used to imprison, they, they were in prison for giving contraceptives to women. I mean, these were true feminists. Shirtwaist yeah. fire. Oh yeah. Just throwing that in there for no reason, <laughs> you know. But even the there one of Ethels nowadays, you don't meet a lot of them. I'm trying to think of the last maybe in like Echo, like in at some point, like in, I remember in Williamsburg, it was like hip to name your, like, Mabel the, like and Ethel, like, names. yeah, because I don't know, the Great Gatsby was cool again or something. So, mm. but I kind of like some, I like the old Jewish names mm. that you don't see anymore, like Hyman, Bernice, yeah, yeah. like uh, you know, like uh, Morris, yeah. Morris and Hyman, yeah. and yeah, there's some good names back yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, even though Wonder Woman is meant to be a feminist heroine, though, uh, for many she's portrayed in a troubling way. She wears a skimpy, revealing outfit, and she's often pictured in chains. Yeah, I'm real troubled by that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that leads leads us to wonder here. Marston must have had a bondage fetish. Yeah. Do you think his two wives were ch- tying him up with a lasso of truth? Yeah. Making him take the lie detector well, test? He, you know, um, he did say to some of the, uh, about his male readers, he wrote, uh, give them an alluring woman stronger than themselves to submit to, and they'll be proud to become her willing slaves. <laughs> so that's how he felt about it. I wonder if that's true yeah. in this day and age with all the uh, the MRA activists and these guys that were like, like I, I read that uh, some mm. some guy filed a lawsuit against Alamo Draft House because they had a women only screening of Wonder Woman. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Mm. I don't know why. Why would you give a shit? Yeah. Like if someone wants, if if women wanted like go see this movie by themselves. Mm. You know, it's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I'm, 
I was empowered by this movie. Okay. You know, watch this. And there, there was like empowered a Empowered to do what? I was empowered. I was just like, this is awesome. Mm. Women are actually badasses and can mm. and should play like how many how many superhero movies had the you know lead character as female? Right? You know she's not exactly, but okay. she represents real things. Okay. But I mean, how many uh superhero movies come out with like a female lead? It's always like fucking Batman, Superman, right. over and over again. Fucking right. making aren't they making an Aquaman movie now? Yes. I don't know what they're yeah, making. Yeah, they are. It's yeah. like uh but but you know, it's it's kinda cool to see uh, Wonder Woman you know come out and actually have a decent film not just something shitty I think that was because Zack Snyder had it a little he was vaguely involved a, but he, he had his hands full with the other bullshit yeah. so he wasn't that luckily he wasn't that involved so it actually came out well and it wasn't like sucker punch or whatever the fuck oh god yeah that was godless that was bullshit awful. he makes uh, um, but you know whatever they say that uh, the, the stories that Marston wrote back in the 40s Wonder Woman's always tied up chained or gagged Yes. And it's it's necessary because she's an allegory of the emancipation of women. Yeah. So if we want to show the emancipation of women, she has to break her chains. Yeah. So she's always breaking chains. Yeah. Much to the delight of a young reader like you. So when you saw that, were you like, I want to be tied up by Wonder Woman or do you want to tie up women? Both. <laughs> both. Absolutely both. Depends on what mood I'm in. Depends on how manic I am. You know? <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It's like, so he explains that and says that's taken directly from the suffragettes who used to chain themselves to Downing Street. Right. But uh, Lepore mentions, you know, it's something way kinkier than that. Because mm. Wonder Woman isn't actually a suffragette. She's a pinup girl wearing high-heeled red boots mm. and blue-spangled underwear. Correct. You know, so the language of bondage and fetishism comes out of his psychology because that's kind of what he wrote about. Yeah. Like he was into, I mean, if like, think about it. If like Freud had a comic book, Probably be pretty kinky. Yeah. Be sexy. Be a lot of cocaine, too. It'd be a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's weird because it's like Wonder Woman is something that uh, it really depends on if you're dealing with second wave feminists or third wave feminists at whether or not they find it appealing. Because like Gloria Steinem used to use uh, Wonder Woman as a kind of a symbol in some of the, the publications she put out. But if you if you look at actually third wave second wave feminism and what it was all about, they would have a harder time to do it. Whereas third wave feminism also has some sex positivity thrown in there, so they're cooler with fetishes like that and you know BDSM. So it's it's a thorny issue. Well, that, that and it's an issue that I really liked. That's why I really like to read the comment section on Jezebel.com. <laughs> you There's should, a lot you of arguments. Check it out. There's yeah. a lot of great arguments. Well, I, that's what I was wondering yeah. about. Like, are women looking at it now as like that's a patriarchal representation of womanhood? And uh, you know, it's like that's she's not a real feminist icon. If she was, she wouldn't be dressed like that. Yeah. Or are women looking at it and be like, well, she's a fucking badass, and like you know, she's actually a woman that was like breaking down stereotypes. I think a lot of women are just like, you know what? We'll take what we can get here. <laughs> you know, like well, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll take what we can get. Well, that's the thing. It's like, mm. you know, watching her in, uh, in this movie, it's like she definitely was the, you know, a heroine of the movie and men were being saved by her. Right. You know, submitting to her. And it was like, you mm. watch it, you're like, well, that, you know, she's, <laughs> she's like an icon. She's a hero. And it's, it's cool to see that. Somebody on my Facebook posted like, like, I object to the way that Germans were treated in this film as if the world Germans in World War One were just simply <laughs> evil and committed atrocities and... You know, and all the other sides were good. And it's like, are you fucking... This is like a hundred years ago. <laughs> Who gives a shit, dude? <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, well, this yeah, it was it was set in World War One. Yeah, no, everybody's so dead. But the Germans, the are also, only people who care about stuff that happened at the time are the Armenians. Yeah, but the, the only Germans were also care. set on world domination back then too. Right. Yeah. So you know, it's like yeah. it wasn't all chocolates and smiles. They wanted to go to war with the world. Yeah. You know, you know and it's uh, so so that's the thing. You know, it's like is is Wonder Woman a source of female inspiration and power? It's up to you, I guess. Yes. Over there. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a rhetorical well, question? Again? I'm just saying, is okay. she? And that's it's open to interpretation. I think third wave feminists might accept that. Second wave yeah. feminists might reject it. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's up to you. Go see the movie. Mm. See what you say. All I got to say out of, out of watching that movie, though, Gal Gadot. It's amazing. She would destroy me. She's 5'10". Yeah. I don't even think she would look at me and even be like, I don't. You're, you do nothing for me sexually. I don't even. Are you even the man? Yeah, what, are you? I don't, yes. <laughs> what, what is masculine about? Do you have any masculinity? I, think, I seriously think she would look at me yeah. and say that, and I would probably just cry. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. else I could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very attractive lady. You know, she's got two kids. Yeah. Great. Good I'm for just, her. Yeah, Why are you I, telling I, me this? She's like. I was okay. looking. I looked it up. Five foot ten. Mm-hmm. Two kids. Okay. And she still looks amazing. Okay. Okay. I love Gal Gadot. I think that's a, that's that's my takeaway from the Wonder Woman movie. Hmm. Uh, good movie, people. Go check it out. Uh, this is episode five eighty six here is sick and wrong. Um, we have news coming up next. We also have some uh, phone calls to get to. Before that, here's a word from AdamandEve.com. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamandEve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive a free sex swing. Hang sex swing to your door and hang on tight. And to top it all off, they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type DIDDLE for the offer code upon checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, DIDDLE, at AdamandEve.com. So we've got a few stories to get to here. Uh, the first one's a, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is one of those, like, only in Florida stories. This is basically, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 7 in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was sent in by The Undertaker. If he they did, did have that, like... I feel like the entire second act would be a wet t-shirt contest. (laughs) (laughs) It would be in Daytona. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then they'd all get chainsawed and eaten. Yeah. Actually, I probably would watch that. I would watch the shit out of that. Um, So it was sent in by The Undertaker, a long-time listener. He goes, cures diabetes and depression and gives you spongiform encephalitis. Sounds like a good trade-off to me. That sounds fun. Spongiform encephalitis. Yeah, sounds like my workout. Yeah. Uh, cannibals arrested in Florida claim that eating human flesh cures diabetes and depression. Hmm. Maybe. I've tried a lot of things to cure my depression. I'd try that. If well, you yeah, I was going you know, yeah. to ask you that in, in a bit. Yeah. Like, uh, so you've done, I mean, you've done like, you know, the Zoloft, Prozac, all the pharmaceuticals. If someone's like, hey, you know, eating baby flesh can actually make you feel great. <laughs> would you do it? If it was cruelty free. Wow, it's a it's a murdered baby. No, it's, it's like, like the baby's like if it's like an organ transplant thing where it's like the baby just died and we have an hour to get it to you, you know, like Blue Apron. Well, it's okay. like <laughs> <if> it's, 
Like the baby just died, and it's you know it died on its own. And you pay. It was for in a coma. A, like whatever. a monthly subscription or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like a monthly <laughs> service. You, you have a, a fee. Yeah. They what ship a, okay. you humanely deceased babies. What if it was like a, a guy like your buddy that lives in like that that weird meth trailer park, mm-hmm. and he comes over to you, and be like, "Hey, dude, got a hookup. It's a dumpster outside of a Planned Parenthood, and if we just hang out there and just grab a couple pieces, you know, every now and then, it'll cure your depression." I do that because, would- honest, yeah, because. <laughs> I had a friend of mine that worked at Planned Parenthood and um, she used to have to like clean up stuff. And I remember calling her once and she's like, can I call you back? I'm like wrist deep in fetus parts. Ah, God. So you could eat that. Yeah, yeah, why not? I And then there'd be a big Fox News expose about me eating it. You know? Next time you do it, wear a sick and wrong shirt though because that could go viral. Okay. All right. According to Vernal Heights Chief of Police Gregory Moore, the three men were arrested when officers responded to what they assumed would be just a routine noise complaint. Some neighbors had been complaining of strange sounds coming out of this house. Uh, so officers went over there, and they assumed their visit to the house would just be a quick one. We'd be asking the residents to keep the, to keep the noise down. Uh, when the officers arrived at the house, they repeatedly knocked on the door and rang the doorbell. However, nothing could be heard over the sound of a stereo inside the house that was repeatedly playing the same song. Hmm. So this song was on repeat, blasting out of the stereo. Uh, this, what was the song? <laughs> this is the best part. Oh. The song was later identified as Enya's Who Can Say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that song? Can you play a clip of that? Yeah, what was it called again? Enya's Who Can Say. Okay. Like, do you remember that other Enya song that was like that new age? I think it was like, Sail Away, Sail yeah. Away. Like, uh, I forget what I that always get them mixed up with Enigma. Oh, that's another. That's but it's similar type of music. Yeah. That transcendental new the age type of music. The fucking monks and the flute and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so you this know? is this is Enya's "Who Can Say" being played on repeat at full volume in oh this my house. God. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Look, here we go with uh, fucking Enya. Keep in mind, this yeah. is at like this is at like eight o'clock at night. They get there. <laughs> so, so explain what they found. The door. Explain, yeah, explain right. yeah. Paint the picture so, for us, D. After attempting to get the attention of the homeowner by a knocking and ringing the doorbell, they just entered the house through an unlocked door at the back. They said that they walked in. The house was extremely dark, cluttered, and an overwhelming smell, which was later identified as decomposing flesh, filled the home. Upon clearing the first floor of the home, they then realized that the blaring music was coming out of the basement. So uh, the bizarre, they, they walked downstairs and a bizarre crime scene was quickly uncovered. Three men, which had been identified as 62-year-old William Provost, 51-year-old Dennis Ratcliffe, and 36-year-old Michael Doerr, were sitting in a circle on the basement concrete floor and ritualistically chanting while eating what police initially believed was an animal carcass, but later found out to be human remains. Off the floor? They were sitting in a circle eating human remains off the floor while chanting and listening to this song on repeat at full volume. Th- I mean, you think they could at least get a TV table and some plates or something, you know? <laughs> or, yeah, or like paper plates or yeah, something. something. Jesus. But obviously, this was some kind of weird Enya cult. Okay. I mean, doesn't it sound like it? 
Like, I, I mean, it just sounds like it's like, okay, well, what are we going to put on? We always put on Enya. <laughs> it's soothing. You know, if I were a cop and I walked in, I'd be like, I quit. I'm not doing this. Would you? Okay. Then I'm what, not doing this. You walk into the house. I'm in the Walking Dead now. I'm not doing it. I mean, this yeah. sounds like, like, it sounds like a scene out of, like, Silence of the Lambs or something. It's like yeah. you walk in this dark, creepy house. Yeah. It's cluttered. It smells like decomposing flesh. And you hear this song. Yeah. Repeatedly. Yeah. Coming out of the basement. Just blasting. I wouldn't go downstairs. I would call for like, hey, you know, we're going to need the SWAT team. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe bring like the National Guard or something. We're going to need some backup here, right. fellas. Yeah. Anyway, you can cut it. It's, and clear, course, it's, clear, it's freaking me out okay. now. And this is, of course, <laughs> this is like a YouTube version. I'm, and it's just like images of puppies and candles and stuff. The one I'm looking at. <laughs> I think we should remix it with just yeah. like cannibals. Yeah. Just like eating apart human flesh. Mm. And then scenes of like Leatherface. Yeah. Um, so the uh, William here, the the 62-year-old man, he's uh, the group's ringleader. He admitted to practice, practicing cannibalism. Um, and he told arresting officers, quote, I find human flesh to be the only thing that cures my type 2 diabetes and chronic depression. If expensive pharmaceutical drugs helped, I'd figure out a way to obtain them, but they don't. So I stick to, the, to what works for me. Cannibalism. <laughs> Political so, comment about health insurance. Yeah, I, was I don't know how say. it relates, but I'm sure it relates somehow. Well, I was about to say, if it wasn't for that goddamn Obamacare, yeah, thanks, I would Obama. be eating babies mm. from the Planned Parenthood dumpster. Or, also or, Obama's fault. Yeah. Or they'd at least be listening to like Steve Winwood while they ate babies <laughs> instead of fucking Bring India. me a higher yeah. love. Ba -da -ba -ba -da. Yeah, that'd be good. I could see some Robert Palmer. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know? Simply irresistible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, after searching the, the, the basement here, police made several other startling discoveries, including a large room that appeared to contain nothing more than decades worth of clutter hmm. uh, and human remains hidden throughout old wood fur wooden furniture and broken appliances, just filled with body parts. Oh, wow. They also I thought you were going to say something else weird, like, and a shrine to Diana Ross, or just something like that. You know? <laughs> I'm thinking more Enya shit. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, they also discovered a kitchen-style refrigerator located in a small room in the court of the basement that contained limbs, organs, and miscellaneous remains hmm. of up to, like, seven to eight different individuals. Why didn't they put the other stuff in the fridge? It was just strewn all over the place? No, I think uh, they were taking it out for the Enya oh, ritual okay. of, like, the harvest. What were they chanting, too? I'd like to know that. I think they were chanting the words. Oh. Who can say? Who can say? This is so creepy. Yeah. Um, Jesus. This is this is like Leatherface's house. Do you remember when they went into the the Leatherface house in Texas Chainsaw One? Mm. It's like they walk in the kitchen. There's like a couple. There's a couple like freezers. Yeah. And then just like hooks and all these implements mm. all over the wall. And then Leatherface comes out mm. of that like sliding metal door and grabs you and just like shoves you up on a hook. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what this is. This and makes it, fucking Leatherface seem like, I don't know, Wilford Brimley or something, you well, know? The small room in the basement also housed a makeshift tool wall that contained a myriad of tools that police believe were used to dismember the victims. Oof. Yeah, it's like they, they, they're like fucking tool, uh, tools arranged up on the wall. Yeah. Covered in blood. Uh, police believe the three men have been practicing cannibalism for the past three to four years and largely remained under the radar due to their practice of targeting and befriending homeless drifters yeah. that they met at small dive bars. So yeah. they just go to dive bars, get some homeless guys, yeah. come back to their house, listen to Enya. Yeah. Next thing you know, bah, 
Like right upside the head with I a mean, machete. If, you, if you're looking for dive bars and homeless drifters, Florida is the fucking place you want to go. It's pretty much the entire state. Eileen Muernos, you know, that's yeah. that, where that all, that's her whole jam. That was her whole jam. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty yeah. much what she did. And she yeah. just go to bars, meet dudes, and then yeah. uh, kill them. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's, what's interesting to me, I was thinking about this. Yeah. So don't you think homeless meat would be tainted? Um... I mean, think about it. Years of like chemical addiction and and, uh, and abuse, and I highly doubt these homeless guys have like a. They're not like free range chickens here, you know. Mm. They're probably eating. Who knows what they're eating? Yeah, you can't be picky, you know. Yeah, but this guy you is cook type it right. Th- you cook it right. You're good. Oh wait, are they eating raw? Is, these animals? I'm not sure, but uh, okay. it, it just said there's a just they're just eating. Uh, yeah, human remains off the floor, chanting Enya. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying that uh, the guy's concerned about his type 2 diabetes, yet he's mm. eating the meat of homeless guys. Don't you think you should be getting like some, I don't know, 12-year-old virgins or something? Virgin Who flesh? Who can say what you <laughs> made for? Oh, yes, yes. Mm, it's good. But I know this is a controversial mm. opinion here. Yeah. But don't you think that uh, they almost could be considered doing what they're doing as a public service? In a sense. I know this is controversial. Who are you, fucking uh, Patrick? I almost said Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman, right? Well, isn't that the guy from I'm American saying, Psycho? You, you got a lot of you're homeless the guy guys. from American Psycho now. You got a lot of homeless people. Okay. Some of them are riffraff. Some yeah. of them are causing trouble. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. San Francisco, they have a conundrum. They don't know what to do with all their homeless people. Mm-hmm. Maybe if these guys move there, got a surplus of homeless. Yeah, it, I, I just think you could help. I think Soil you could help green. the situation. Okay. No, I mean, I'm just saying it's like you know it's they do their part homeless people yeah the city's happy they're happy diabetes <laughs> cured they're no longer depressed yeah I mean if if California does go under a single payer healthcare system eh maybe yeah this you could know, happen maybe we should yeah. do that I don't know um Police, uh, police chief Gregory Moore said, uh, though modern day cannibalism is extremely rare, it does unfortunately exist. That said, treating diabetes and, and or depression has to be the most bizarre reason for practicing cannibalism that I've ever heard. Well, what does he know? What well, has he ever eaten human flesh? How does he know it doesn't do anything? Well, I'm just wondering what other yeah. reasons have you heard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I yeah, guess, uh, yeah, being stranded yeah. on like a, you know, like in a mountain in Argentina, yeah. freezing to death, maybe that's a good reason to have to commit, you know, cannibalism, yeah. but. Yeah, anyway, um, they've all been arrested, and his accomplices uh, also I mean, if you have rheumatic fever, then yes, that works well. It works quite well for rheumatic fever. <laughs> but depression, <laughs> I've never heard anything so ridiculous. They've all been arrested, and uh, the accomplices here also admitted cannibalizing human flesh because they believed it would cure depression, and mm-hmm. they said they were depressed. <laughs> so, you know, who knows? Sounds like they were sold a bill of goods there. Yeah. Anyway. I think that'd make a good movie. I don't know. That'd make a great movie. I think you should somehow work this into your comedic routine. Okay. You, you know, know, I did a bunch of stuff about hillbilly uh, murder house sex dungeons oh, in horror a, movies. That sounds Nobody good. Nobody liked it. No one liked it? No one liked it. fell it. flat. Yeah. God. I, I was asking a friend of mine about that. He's like, people don't know what horror movies are. And I don't know if he's wrong, Hmm. but he's not wrong. Yeah, that you know that that is that's yeah. weird. You think yeah. it would work? No, didn't work. Oh well. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. What do you have for the second All story? Right. So uh, <clears throat> this is a good one. One-armed mum and daughter ridden like horses and made to lick store workers' feet in humiliating pound world hoax. 
If, if, have you been looking through my Pornhub? Yeah. <laughs> I think I just watched that video this afternoon. Yeah, and also Pound World <laughs> is a store, not not Pound not a, World. Not a website. Dot ru, which you might be confusing it with. Yeah. <laughs> Pound World. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, well, yeah, man. I swear to God, I've been on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like a it's like a dollar store in England, and uh, you know, it's a dollar store. But it, compared to like dollar stores in the U.S., which are sketchy as hell, it's like fucking Harrods. You know? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really nice compared you, to dollar I went, stores. I went to the dollar store in Sunset and Western today. Because uh, Amanda had to go pick up something that she, like a headband or something, and we go in there. Oh, yeah, you ever been to that one? one? I think so. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, is that in the shoe place or is that a cr- where is no, that? It's like some... a strip mall, and there's like oh, you yeah. know, a couple Chinese restaurants and oh. like an esthetician. Or a, oh, that's where the food for less is. The food yeah, for yeah, less, yeah, the yeah. Food for less. God, I've you should there. see the people yeah. in in this. Uh, yeah, it's scary. It <laughs> yeah. is. It's like yeah, it's out of some kind of Clive Barker movie. And you're okay. walking around just like Jesus Christ. Am I going to catch a disease? I didn't touch anything. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. It's fucking funny. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And this also, by the way, this also sounds like some of the scenarios in the early Wonder Woman comics that, like, oh. the, the Amazonians would do on their island. Some of the SM scenes. Some of the games they'd play. Some nice. of the games they'd play. <laughs> uh, Pamela Desmond and Naomi had water thrown over them as staff drew on their faces with pens and then made them crawl around the store. But everyone was fooled by the fake phone call. God, I'm, I'm yeah. glad that did not happen to me today at the Dollar Tree. What were they drawing on their faces? You think? I don't know. Pentagrams? Dicks. Yeah, dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could win something. I don't know. Uh, Naomi Desmond, 24, and her mom, Pamela, 55, who has one arm. Just, just one arm. Just one arm. Hmm. Yeah want to sue over the bizarre incident after being offered just a 200-pound voucher to spend in store as compensation for their two-and-a-half-hour humiliation when they went shopping. So this is kind of amazing. I actually kind of love stories like this. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when that guy called the McDonald's? He prank called the McDonald's and had the manager of the McDonald's make one of the employees strip naked? Yeah, what was the movie they, they made about that? They made a movie they make about a movie it. out of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It was called like Consent or uh, like, um, you know, whatever. It was good. Is the movie Arrival you talking about? That's about aliens, isn't oh, it? Oh, okay. What is the matter with you? <laughs> I'm just it's saying. Aliens. It's like, I don't know. It's a, yeah. Maybe that happened in that movie. Yeah. I didn't see it. Um, what the hell was it called? Uh, they made a whole movie about this one incident. They made the a McDonald's. whole movie about it. How could yeah. you have a two-hour movie out of just Compliance. one? Compliance. That's what it was called. Compliance. Compliance. They made yeah. a movie out of it. They this. made a movie out of it. And it's fucking intense, dude. Who's in it? That shit is intense, bro. Tom it's, Hanks? Um, no, who's in it? It's... um. Why don't you tell me who's in it, you Did fuck? it happen at the McDonald's? They make like a, ficti- like no a one fictional you, restaurant. No one I've ever heard of is in it. Ann Dowd? I don't know who that is. Yeah, so... And uh, and uh, Dream a Walker. I have no idea who these people are. I don't recall yeah. ever seeing this movie. Yeah. Although I could imagine them making a porn movie out of this. Right. Sounds like a premise of a porn movie. It, it was a disturbing film, I have to say. Uh, yeah. So the pair had gone to Pound World. <laughs> <laughs> Two tickets to Pound World. I, when we went to Pound World, we didn't expect to be treated like this. <laughs> 
on May 13th to do some last minute shopping ahead of their holiday. That reminds me, what the fuck holiday is uh, is in the UK in May, right? I don't, they have some all sorts of weird, like probably like Guy Fawkes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what is day it? or something. I'm not sure. Is it Mother's Day? Do I'm looking. Mother's Day there? I'm looking. No, Mother's Day is a different time. And it's like, it's not called Mother's Day. It's called like Quinchin Barabu Chende Day or something. <laughs> it's called something kooky. Okay, that's Lag. Oh, no, that's a Jewish. Lag Boomer. That's a different yeah, holiday. Yeah, that's a different yeah. one. Which sounds like a fucking Irish witch. That doesn't sound yeah, like a Jewish does sound, thing yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah, I don't have no idea what that one Ascension is. Ascension Day? I don't know. What is that? It, that's what I'm saying. The British have all sorts of weird they holidays. Know. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's a holiday. I've mm. never heard of it. I don't know what they're talking about. It's not Armistice Day, right? That's a different day. That's a different and time. Guy Fawkes Day is in November. I don't know. Because they're like, we needed crazy straws, and they only sell them at this store. Like, what the fuck holiday do you need, like, bendy straws for? Anyway, <laughs> uh, last-minute shopping ahead of their holiday. But Devin Live reports that an unknown man purporting to be from a charity based in Cork, Ireland called the store at about 4.30. He apparently told staff to close the store for a team training exercise that would involve entering two members of the public into a competition. God, this is so brilliant. Yeah. I'm, I'm so impressed by guys that can do prank calls yeah. like this. <laughs> the prank caller, who managed to dupe both the staff and Naomi and her mother, then made them carry out a series of humiliating and embarrassing tasks around the store. Staff were told to tie string around the ears of the pair throw water over them, draw on their faces with pens, and make them crawl around the store on their hands. Now, how does that work if one woman has yeah, one she arm? she has one arm. I don't know. Is she doing like like how Jack Palance does push-ups or something, like with one hand? It's like a, it's like a dog, that? like a three-legged dog, like yeah. a tripod. I'm assuming she probably is just slower than the other one. Yeah. But she could probably do it. That's for rough. It's like, uh, what's, that, yeah. what's that one, what's that, the three-legged race? Yeah. It's kind of like that. No, it's not. Sort of. It's nothing like that. <laughs> well, she's got right. three limbs. She's walking around on her hands and knees. All right? Well, anyway, hand and knees. Oh, hand and knees. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the mother and da daughter were also ridden like horses around the store <laughs> and told to lick the staff's feet. <laughs> oh, man. God, this guy is brilliant. His prank call skills are just unheard yeah. of. Throughout the hoax, Naomi and her mother were referred to by these two female staff members as ugly and beast, Ooh. and in return had to refer to the manager as beautiful lady. Oh, wow. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. May I lick your feet, beautiful lady? No, you ugly beast. <laughs> Actually, go ahead and do it, please. Yes, lick my feet. Uh, Naomi and her mother were the only shoppers in the store, and they were told they could win three thousand pounds. So, they, so what happened to the two hundred pound voucher? That was that comes later. Okay, so wait, the three thousand pounds was that's why they were competing in the reindeer games. Here. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. you don't if you think about it. I guess I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't lick feet, but I'd probably let someone. Uh, yeah, they're a bunch of hot, you know hot like cashiers at the pound world like sure you can ride around my back if I'm gonna get 3,000 pounds how do you ride a woman with only one arm with uh, like a horse that's what I don't understand yeah. I, I would like to see this I feel like I've let a woman ride me like a horse but I don't remember why or what the context was or who it was hmm but I'd be shocked if that hadn't happened at some point. <laughs> anyway, um, th they then were taken by the manager into the storeroom at the back of the shop, shop where they spoke to the caller. 
Naomi said, he was asking us who we were and where we were and stuff like that, but I obviously, obviously didn't want to disclose where I worked, so I just said I worked in a cafe. <laughs> I started to think, yeah, this was a scam. And my mum then mentioned this to the staff and eventually we left saying, if this was a prank, we would want compensation, yeah? And like she finally realizes yeah. after being ridden around the yeah. store like a horse and licking the feet of the employees, yeah. this may be a scam. This could be a prank. I'm going to get so many. We're going to get so many angry calls yeah. over my impersonation. She's bright. Of this I wonder woman. how many teeth she had yeah. <laughs> or has. The manager asked to take my number and promised to let me know what happened. Is this a northern bird? Where Where is this from? Where this is, this is in Devon. Oh, wait, that's not... Devon's like a coastal town, right? No. I feel like I drove through Devon. I think Devon's on the way to Ogden Moor or whatever that was, that I, that moor that I went to. Bodmin Moor. You'll never escape Bodmin is Moor alive. Is that south of London? Or is no, it north it's, of London? it's near Cornwall. I feel like Devon is near Cornwall. All right, once again, I have no idea about Devin the United Devon is like Kingdom where you move geography. to where you're just like, you know what, I'm tired of everybody. I'm moving to Devon. Oh, okay. And then you just live some kind of like Wuthering Heights kind of life. You marry a one-armed woman yeah. with a kid and you shop at Pound World. So um, <laughs> Naomi then received a call on her mobile from the prank caller. Whoa. The manager must have been contacted by him again and given him my number, she said. He said to go back to the store and when you arrive, you have to knock on the store on your. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You had to knock on the door on your hands and knees. Wow, still going. This guy is. So, this is like prank part two, the continuation of the prank. You have ten minutes left to win the money. <laughs> I imagine him talking like the guy from the Scream. Scream. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Scream voice. Do you like scary <laughs> movies. <laughs> I got this. Naomi and her mother then returned, and it did as instructed. <laughs> It would only be better if he was using like a Winston Churchill voice. Yeah. That would be amazing. And they actually went back there. Yeah, and did oh it. Oh my God, this is brilliant. And the ordeal continued for another half an hour. <laughs> did he have him do more like humiliating things? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. oh wow. On their hands and knees. God. Eventually, the manager of the store called the company's HR and was told to contact the police. Wow. Could you imagine the HR? Like, dude, you were fucking... Yeah. An idiot. Are you fucking, fucking kidding idiot. me? You gotta yeah. be kidding me. Yeah. This is absurd. I don't understand how this works because like, dude, if I go to the fucking drive-thru at McDonald's and I'm like, anything out of the ordinary, if I'm like, uh, can you give me some extra ketchup? They're like, oh, I gotta call you corporate. Call manager, yeah. yeah. Like anything. They gotta call corporate, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what, that, I think it's, you know what I think it is? It's, it's rural places. Like, if you're not in a city, like, you go to a Taco Bell or McDonald's in the metropolitan area. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think they're more savvy. Mm. Whereas, like, you go to, like, yeah, the middle of nowhere, maybe in the Covina mm. <laughs> or Van Nuys, you could fuck with the people. Yeah. But this does happen. I mean, yeah. this, has, this has obviously happened before. Look, here at Pound World, we respect the dignity <laughs> of women, okay? We would never, we would never condone this type of behavior. I'm just amazed yeah. that the entire staff, no, no one there was like, "This is weird, guys." I think there's something scary about this. I'm not going to let them lick my feet. But no, everyone's like, yeah. "Nah, that's cool. Let's do it." Look at Pound World. This is where families come to purchase tchotchkes with their hard-earned pounds. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, 
According to her daughter, Pamela, according to her daughter, Pamela, who is 55 and has one arm, in case you forgot. Yeah, yeah. But the last time we mentioned that in the fucking story, is horrified by the ordeal. We are both too scared to go into pound world now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. I had to go in again to get these special strolls for the holiday uh, because it's the only place where I could get them. And I had to go in with unaccompanied, like, with other people because I was so scared. <laughs> Naomi said, I don't even know what voice that is. I went and did a whole different voice there. I'm just all over the place. What the fuck special straws do you need for a holiday? You know? I have no idea. But that's the thing I'm telling you. The English have weird fucking holidays. Mm. I have no yeah. idea. They're probably sucking Yorkshire pudding. Yeah, yeah. Like, through these straws while drinking wife beaters. Oh, you mean Oddbod McGoppin yeah, Day. Yeah. That's where we have crazy bendy straws <laughs> and we drink... We drink hobgoblin porridge out of uh, old skulls. Exactly. Yeah. And then it's like, and then let's go fishing for eels. <laughs> it's like they do weird shit over there. It makes sense. Yeah, they do. We're going to lose like a thousand listeners. <laughs> I'm hoping this. listeners can call us call us up with their own Pound World stories. Because yeah, I guarantee please, it's happened. Send us your Pound World And not story. to mention, I think most of our listeners or people who listen to the show, if they were at a Pound World and someone prank called and said like, oh yeah, we'll give you 3,000 pounds if we can ride you around like a horse, they'd be like, would you shut the fuck up? Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't imagine any of our listeners would fall for this. But who knows? I sustained injuries, my knees were red raw, and I had marks on my wrists, arms, and back, Pamela at, or Naomi added, which, if you've ever, you know what, if you've, yeah. If you've been tied up, yeah, it makes if sense. You, I had to walk around on a leash on your hands and knees like by a dom, you, it hurts. You don't get padding, do your you? Knees like, hurts. like a skateboarder no. or something? No, <laughs> no. Oh, like a dom who doesn't know what she's doing will be like, do that. And then you're like, dude, my knees hurt. But you only you can't say anything. Well, no, because it's part of it. Yeah. But did she also say like, and I had todgers drawn all over my face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, God. Pound terrible. World has a... <laughs> I can't even say that anymore. Pound World has apologized to the family and offered them... <laughs> A 200 pound pound world pusher. 200 pounds. I have to say pound world one time. I'm going to kill myself. But is it what? Like, what do you get for 200 pounds? That's a lot of straws. It's a lot of bendy straws. That's a lot of crazy straws. Yeah, it's a lot of wacky straws. Yeah, yeah. For their straw holiday. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That was it. It's ridiculous, said uh, Naomi. That was a bad voice. Uh, We want to sue, but we can't because the police don't know who it is, she said. (laughs) Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Sue the store! Yeah, exactly. Sue Sue the the fucking store. Don't sue the random idiot who called the fucking thing. But once again, they're they're not a litigious culture. You know, that's the thing. Here in the U.S., you'd sue for anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, could you imagine if this happened at Walmart? <laughs> Dude, you'd make a shitload yeah. of money. It'd be like Tracy Morgan. You get like Tracy Morgan money. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you'd you'd be cashing yeah. in. Jesus Christ. Although I gotta say, I'm I, as I mentioned before, I'm impressed by this print caller. Mm. Like this guy has skills. But have you ever seen that? Uh, it, it came out a few years ago, and I think it was. I actually think it was an actual television show on one of the BBC channels. Yeah. Phone Jacker. Did you ever see that? No. This guy was probably one of the best print callers I've ever heard. Mm. And I used to be a I used to be a great prank caller back in the day. Yeah. And we used to we actually got like Radio Shack recording equipment. I was in like ninth grade, and we used mm. to prank call people. Uh, my premise, one of my best, one of my <laughs> major premises, is I'd call people that were selling bitching Camaros, okay. and get them to drive over to the vice principal's house. I, yeah. hated, I hated this guy; <laughs> okay. he's such a dick. At like four in the morning. That's pretty funny. Oh, uh, dude, no, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, like, we went out there to watch. Yeah. There were like eight bitching mm. Camaros mm. and a bunch of dudes with mullets standing around the vice principal's mm. house, and the guy was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> but That's anyway, I, after I watched yeah. the show Phone Jacker, it's like mm. F O N E Jacker. Okay. This guy's brilliant. Hmm. I could see this dude calling up hmm. a pound world and getting people to do some wacky shit. Hmm. Yeah. Phone you, jackets, check it you out. I at the bank the other day. I saw beige. Like night, probably like nineteen eighty seven, uh, convertible LeBaron. Ooh, a little bit. My parents had a LeBaron. Oh, yeah. God, and so we never great. had a convertible. We had like a. Yeah. I think we had like a ninety, nineteen ninety, yeah. a Chrysler LeBaron. Feel like a retired pimp. That's the kind of car you got. It's great. Yeah, great cars. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I, you know, I'd like to see what happens with that. It's you know, it doesn't surprise me that uh, I think the I think the English, especially in rural communities, are a bit more gullible. Yeah. Like, although I gotta say, I mean, this happens in the U.S. as well. Mm. So at least, but it seemed like the one in the U.S. was a bit more deviant. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they were making her like strip naked and like shove French fries up her ass or yeah. something. Yeah, it was awful. Well, it was like rape involved. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Pound world. <laughs> All right, the uh, the last story we got here uh, came in from Misshapen Boy. Good old oh, Michigan boy. Sends a story. Randy Newman. He says, I know everyone hates me, but it's cool. I still love you guys and your podcast. We don't all hate you. No. We just strongly dislike you. It's, <laughs> it's not hate. It's, that's, that's a four-letter word. Yeah. Um, it's the best. I, I think he's all right, you know. He's a nice guy. I'm highly amused by how much... The listeners hate him. It amuses me to no end. The listeners do not like him very yeah. much at all. But mm -hmm. hey, he started a beef with a uh, uh, Flint nigga, you know, yeah. and uh, whatever the other Who guy's calls name him was. backwards motherfucking Randy <laughs> Newman. Yeah, <laughs> he says, uh, "I still love you guys in your podcast. It's the best next to Thaddeus Russell's. Do you know what that is? <laughs> no. What's Thaddeus Russell's? I don't even know who that is. Neither do I. Apparently, it's another weird podcast that Michigan Boy listens to. Yeah. That is Russell's. He says, anyway, please don't broadcast my name. That'd be great. Okay, bye. Uh, he Where, he lists his real name there? He lists his real name. Oh. I'm not going to broadcast it. You know, poor kid. Already gets enough yeah. uh, ridicule. A he'll great get, story, he'll get, though. He'll get fucking Camaros sent to his house. Yeah, someone's going to send him Camaros. Mm. I also used to, used to do it with guitars, too. Like, mm. I'd, I'd look through uh, the uh, classified ads mm. and find, like, some guy's guitar and be like... And I, what I'd do, I'd rile up the guys. Mm. I'd be like, yeah, your guitar sounds like a piece of shit, but I'll buy it. And the yeah. dude would be like, fuck you. Yeah. He's like, if you bring it over, I'll give you an extra $300. Mm. All right. Fucking, it's a great guitar. Yeah, mm. sure. And then I'd have the guys, a couple guys with guitars, a couple guys with Camaros. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is the thing you don't understand when you're a teenager. Like, you're actually wasting people's valuable time oh, yeah. when they're trying to like earn money for their family <laughs> like when you're doing shit like that when you're a teenager you don't think about that you know 
Well, we would do it and we'd send them over like, you know, like yeah. 5 or 6 a.m. I'm sure this vice principal is dead now. Mm-hmm. He was such a dick. But we'd send them like at 6 a.m. and mm-hmm. just be like, just keep knocking on the door. I'm hard of hearing. It's, you know, just wake, wake me up. And so uh, we'd go out there and get super stoned mm-hmm. and just sit there like, you know, on the street and just watch, you know, watch the circus. The circus of uh, mullets and Camaros mm-hmm. waiting outside this guy's house mm-hmm. and a very puzzled vice principal. Yeah. It was a good time. Anyway, uh, Michigan boy sent in a dandy of a story. He's got a he's got a good eye for stories here. Uh, this is one that's kind of right up your alley, there, Harrison. All right, man in clown makeup with bladed gloves accused of killing man near Torchy's Tacos. That's great. A lot of a lot going on that's in that a headline. Lot of stuff. Yeah, one of the that's better better stuff. headlines I've heard in yeah. a while. But yeah, there's a lot going on there. Hmm. It's happened in Denver. Uh, Denver police have arrested a man who is wearing clown makeup when he allegedly stabbed and slashed a 29-year-old man to death with a glove that had blades attached to the end of each finger. A Freddy Krueger glove. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell do you get a Freddy Krueger, like a real Freddy Krueger glove? Yeah, he made one. You think he made it? I guess, can you buy it? YouTube... There's like a hundred guys that make their own like assassin greed blade. You yeah, know? I guess there's probably yeah. online tutorials. People make all sorts of crazy shit. People God. make Spider-Man web shooters. I was looking at that. How do you do that? Well, it just shoots out like milk or something stupid. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't actually shoot webs. But literally, there's like a fucking two hundred videos of idiots making fucking web shooters. I'm sure there's an yeah. online tutorial of someone telling you like you get to get the material, put the blades on it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But you could make a knife glove. Can you, you know? buy these somewhere? That'd be cool if you made one out of the power glove. Oh yeah, yeah that, uh, that'd be dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be kind of cool with the yeah. with the gems. Yeah. Uh, Christian Lee Guzlo, thirty six years old, attacked the victim at twelve forty nine a.m. Tuesday following an argument near Torchy's Tacos. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ever drove by a restaurant. It's called Torchies. Yeah. I'd have to eat there on principle. Yeah, of course. It's a great name for a restaurant. It is. Yeah. Even if it had a B, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, it's Torchies. Uh, the Denver coroner's office identified the victim as Brian Lucero, 29 years old. Cause of death was a stab wound. Mm. Witnesses told police that the uh, suspect wearing white clown makeup, accented with black streaks on his face, suddenly began threatening the victim with a glove with blades that were over two to three inches long. So my question is, was the victim dreaming? Was this in a dream or this actually was this actually real? So you like clowns, huh? <laughs> this is like Freddy Krueger. Like you know how he kills you based around your interests. Your interests, yeah. yeah, like what you're into. Yeah. Oh, you like baseball, huh? <laughs> Batter up. And then he like beats you to death with a baseball bat. Uh Guzlo began pummeling the victim, <laughs> who tried to dodge the blows. The victim eventually punched the suspect who then yelled at him and followed him into Torchy's parking lot. Uh, it was there in the parking lot that the victim collapsed and, uh, and fell to the ground. Guzlo then fled on a scooter, which is kind of funny to me, because do you think Freddy Krueger would drive a scooter Why around? does a murder clown have a scooter? Why would why if yeah. you're if you're gonna be like a badass with a glove like that, mm. why aren't you driving like a fucking charger Wait, or a what, barracuda or something? What how did the conflict start between these two? Well, and he gets into that in a okay, bit. Okay. He says that uh, when interviewed at police headquarters, uh, he said the man threatened him and yelled at him, get out of my alley. He claimed that the victim attacked him and then stole his scooter, which I'm assuming is okay. a lie. It was probably over drugs. I got to say, dude. <laughs> over drugs. Don't you think? It's either what? over drugs no. or tacos. Okay. 
Tacos or drugs or both. If I'm in an alley and a fucking (laughs) a fucking clown with a knife club says get out of my alley, I'm gonna get the fuck out of that alley immediately. Well, you know, he's saying that the man told him to get out of the alley. I'm still thinking this is all happening in a dream. I think this is in the man's dream. You know, that that's what I'm thinking. Hey, murder clown, get out of my alley. This is my alley. You can't be here. You can't, What are you doing with the... Ah! Yeah. So it actually sounds like an ICP video. You know, a music video. Um, so police had spotted the man cruising around on a scooter with his clown makeup and his claw glove. And uh, they, they chased after him, or they uh, started to pull him over, and he threw an object into the bushes. Uh, they went to the building. They found a knife in the bushes. Mm. Uh, then they took him to police headquarters where the man said that he was being threatened and was yelled to get out of the alley, and that's when he was attacked by the victim. Guzzo said that he also may have hurt the victim. This was he... a motor scooter, not yeah. like a razor scooter, right? was just, Yeah, it was a motor okay, scooter. Right, right. Isn't that like, right. a, like a moped or okay, something. Okay, yeah. Uh, Guzlo said that he may have hurt the victim when he tackled him while riding away on his scooter. Uh, the victim might have fallen on one of Guzlo's spiked wrist bracelets. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that, that could happen. He also acknowledged that he may have cut the victim while he jabbed him with a clawed glove. Okay. Which could happen as well. So it's completely hypothetically speaking... You know, the guy this... might have fallen on his black metal wrist bracelets that are yeah. kind of spiky. Okay. And he may have inadvertently stabbed him with the claw glove while trying to help him up. I'm starting to smell Juggalo here. I mean, this is, you know, honestly, I, I, where did this happen? Uh, this happened in Denver. Okay. I'm sure there are Juggalos in Denver. Yeah, I'm sure there are. You know, yeah. and that could happen there. Um, Guzlo's account was uh, quite a bit different than those offered by witnesses. Hmm. Um, and one more thing here. His nickname in jail is Diablo. So I'm thinking there's definitely a lot yeah. of ICP elements to this story. Okay. I wonder if he just hangs out at Torchy's Tacos with yeah. his claw glove just <laughs> yeah. waiting to slice people up. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's great, though. God. I wonder, so wait, is his clown name Diablo? Does he always walk around in clown makeup? I mean, Torchy would be a good name for a murder clown. That like. Torchy the Clown? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's not decent. Yeah. Have you ever seen that guy... I've seen him at Rainbow quite a few times, but you also see him on Hollywood every now and then. Every now and then, looks like Uncle Fester. He's bald. He's always wearing a black trench coat, and he puts clown makeup on his face to make him look really pale and like kind of dark eyes. Does he wear a hat? I've seen him with a hat on before. I think he's a Joker impersonator. Is he? Yeah, I've seen him. I take a picture. But I, he's kind a of a fat of bald Instagram. guy, though. Oh, I have, he's not fat. The one I see. This guy's uh, this yeah. guy's portly. Okay. I always wonder about that guy because I'm like. Do you just always get up before you leave the house, put on your makeup, and then mm. leave? So is it, mm. is it, was this guy dressing up for an occasion? Like, was he going to a juggalo gathering? Or is this just a normal going, thing for him? Going to a quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> a quince. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, mm. that's a good story. Good mm-hmm. job there, misshapen boy. I like you a little bit better now. Uh, people send your story Stick on podcast at hotmail.com we have phone calls coming up next 323-522-4032 is that number but first here's another word from Adam and Eve hey kids do you like sex toys yeah then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code diddle you'll get 50% off your first item three free adult DVDs free shipping and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake 
Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call is from a guy who wants some advice right. about uh, how to quit a job, okay. which I thought we already covered didn't you go into like I quitting a job pretty, and what you need to do? Yeah, I didn't go into it in detail, but I pretty much said what you do. It's well, maybe not, this guy needs a little more uh, right, info right. here. Let's hear what he has to say. I got cut off last time. Um, I was going to ask Harrison. He was talking about quitting a job. and Is this quickly? Doesn't sound like him. He sounds just really laid back. He was going to quit a yeah. job. No, he's just, he sounds, it might be William S. Burroughs' ghost <laughs> or something. What are you doing? I to sign a mutual agreement for quitting a job and what needs to be in the contract and what's the advantage of doing that because uh my method for quitting a job just walking out <laughs> seems pretty pretty effective that's for suckers yeah, that's you're not gonna get suckers. unemployment yeah that shit's for yeah. suckers bro so uh i'd like to see you know what the advantages of harrison's methods are thank you Right. Well, first of all, yeah. Do you think this guy's referring to a white collar job? Like you're you're quitting a place that has an HR department. Like this guy probably works at AutoZone or something. AutoZone still has an HR department, bro. Do they? Yeah, it's just a corporate. Like a they have business. They're their chain business. Yeah, but you did. They might not have. A, they might not have an HR lady at the fucking store, but, but they have an HR department. I guarantee. Okay, well, be, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I don't mm. know if this guy's working at like at and Love Corporation, mm. you know, where you actually have to go to HR to get off-boarded. Okay, well, <clears throat> anything with an HR person, right? You can do this. What you do is you say, I'm having difficulty and I'm, I'm uh, depressed or a drug problem or like, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm my doctor's a psychiatrist, uh, just like... Is that, is that what you did though? Did you say depression or did you say drugs? I said depression. Um, and, but, but at that point they'd already put me on like, you know, when they're like, well, you're going to be under super double secret probation, which basically <laughs> means that they will just scrutinize everything you do for a month. So then they have reason to, you know, they're trying to find cause to yeah, fire you. Yeah. yeah. But and they will always find cause. Well, don't they actually look through your email? They monitor your email, yeah, your yeah. instant messaging, yeah. just everything that's in your, your online traffic, just to try to figure out a way, Hey, we got a reason. Well, here. they can't monitor my own. I'm an IT guy. So I know how to not. Well, yeah. But I mean, yeah. if you work in the office, yeah, yeah. you can. <clears throat> not if you do it right. Anyway. Eh. Um, yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah. So what you do is you go to the, you're like, I need to talk to the HR person. You go to the HR person and you're like, I don't, it's, it's almost like when you try to go to like a psychiatrist to try to get Adderall or something, you have to like so be a little coy. You have story, to be kind of yeah. coy. Yeah. And you'd be like, I'm having a real hard time here, man. And my, Oh, you know, just make up a whole psychological thing, but don't get into details, make it kind of vague, you know, and they'll, or any HR person will start to get nervous. 
once they hear like psychiatrist, family, whatever, they're going to start to get nervous. And what you say is like, I, I think my psychiatrist said they have a thing or like a friend of mine was at a job and he said something about you could do a mutual separation agreement, which is like, you know, because that would really help me out because then, you know, my, my kids, oh, my kids and I could get on unemployment that way. And oh my God, I'm so upset and whatever. Still take care of my family. Yeah, yeah, to my family. Yeah. You know, you say stuff like that, right? And sometimes the HR person might not know because HR people, they will always try to be as lazy as possible and not do anything. Yeah, so, and that they also are trying to get the company to avoid having to do anything. So sometimes they might say, well, we don't know what that is. Because the second time I did this, they're like, well, we don't know what that is. I'm like, dust off your fucking big HR manual and look it up because I guarantee it's fucking in there, lady. But did you, you know? go and get like a doctor's note? Or some kind of proof that you. Went I to said I get a doctor's note, but all, all you have to do is mention these things, and it makes them nervous, you know. Hmm. So. And, and so then at that point, they're just like, "All right, mutual separation. We yeah. give you unemployment for a specific period of time. And you the, go your way, we go ours." Yeah. And the great thing about a mutual separation agreement is usually there's a clause in there saying that like you can't say anything about them, and they can't say nothing about you. So if anybody's like tries to call. Oh, you know, to find for, out. Like, yeah, uh, if you work there, history. they will be like, "Yes, he did work here," and that is all we could say. Hmm. Yeah. So this mutual separation agreement works for any company that has like an HR department. Pretty much, yeah, it should in the United so States. Yeah. Would it have been in your best interest to get like some kind of disability? Because weren't you saying that they have like all those like it annoys HR people because they have to talk to legal. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, did yeah. you say they have, like, not scooters, what are those things, rap scooters, you know those things? Yeah, those rap scooters. The rap yeah. scooters all yeah. around the... What if you were riding one of those, Yeah, flipped on your back, and then you're like, ah, my back, my back injury, I can't work anymore. My neck and my back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've approached that level of scumminess yet, D, in my life. Yeah, but Believe I'm just saying, not. do you think you would have gotten disability and unemployment? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to find a doctor... That would be like a give you the neck brace, you know, like a shade. I don't know a shady doctor like that. I know a shady psychiatrist. I don't know a shady doctor doctor. So, oh, yeah. I guess you you'd know. need like a Dr. Nick yeah. Yeah. to come in and help you out. Yeah. My doctor's 100 years old. He doesn't go for those kinds of shenanigans. So, and then the, wouldn't they also want you to like get x rays of your back and do yeah. all this stuff yes. to prove it? Yeah. So, what if you would have. And John Steele investigates this kind of shit, bro. That's his job. Well, what if you would have went the fight club route? And like, you know, start punching yourself in the face while you're talking to the HR lady and then be like, this is on you. Does it actually work? I guess it could. <laughs> and they'd be like, really? Just start clawing your face. Really? Uh, dowdy old Gladys from HR <laughs> beat you, beat your face to a pulp. That's what happened. You do know yes, Gladys sir. is 58 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. That's how it went down. I don't know. Mutual Why separation. Why are your fists bloody? Well, you know. Things so. happen. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a foolproof method. And mm -hmm. you're still getting unemployment. How long has it been? Look at year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pound World is unlucky not to have you. They are. Yeah. They I are. think you're going to help them out. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd like to know from this, I'd like to know where this call it works, like where he's trying to, um, he should go the drug route. Sounds like he smokes a lot of marijuana. Yeah, he does. He should be like, I got to go to rehab and I have this marijuana dependency. It depends on the job. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they'll just be like, okay, we hope you please, you know, we'll save your job for you. 
and we'll hope we wish you the best and come back as soon as you can. You know, it really depends on where you work, but some places do. A lot of the people in my group, in my fucking uh, support group, have jobs like that, where they're just like, take all the time you need and come back. Yeah. I think my job would be like that, but as soon as they say that, as soon as I walk out the door, like, yeah. wow, thanks. Yeah. They'd be like, we got to fire this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> this guy is probably smoking weed in his car yeah. during lunch, Yeah. and we need to do something. <laughs> Get, call Diablo the murder clown. <laughs> get him on the phone. Let's get him going here. All right, we got we got another call. Uh, Long time listener. Mm-hmm. I actually was quite disquieted from okay. this call. Yeah. I found this call very disquieting. It was it unsettled me. I <laughs> was up for at least I don't know extra twenty minutes before yeah. I went to bed thinking about it. And I went to bed. But anyway, See, that's how you need to sound when you approach the HR person and talk to them about a mutual supper. <laughs> exactly how you just did that. Yeah. Um, but this is from Fanny Harlow, who I admire and respect, and I met her several times. And so I was upset because she accused mm. me of something which I think uh, is false. Okay. Hello, it's Fanny Harlow. I've had a bottle and a half of wine, and I think that means... <laughs> Am I allowed to call it a drunk dial line? Anyway, I've been uh, missed out on loads of weeks and I've just been catching up tonight. I've got a few issues I need to talk about. Gingers, we ain't dying out. It ain't a recessive gene. It'll keep coming back to haunt you. I mean, white people are a recessive gene, dude. Where did you read the ginger thing? I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah. You were, what were you saying that the gene pool of gingers is lessening? It's just like, yeah. it's dwindling. And Well, you know, I mean, like if you're a white person, you mate with someone who's not a white person, the baby probably ain't going to be white, right? Where, pretty much all you, white shit is pretty much recessive. Are you into racial purity these days or something? Oh, yeah, I love it. So, so yeah. you saying they, like, you're saying he's Black like... Black is beautiful. <laughs> Okay. He's a percentage yeah. octoroon, so I don't consider him Caucasian. Ungala Black Power. <laughs> I'm, I love it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I see what you're saying. But yeah. there are a lot of gingers in this world. There's still gingers being born every day. As well, where's your proof? Your evidence that gingers are dying out? I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't have to give you <laughs> shit. All right. But I heard this. And, and you think about it. Of course, it's a recessive gene why would you want that around if you're na- if you're mother nature yeah you, i can see you know? that i mean it's like i, I think i it, mean sometimes they're very attractive but sometimes well not the men yeah the men they're horrible. yeah oh yeah. god Oof. ghoulish ghoulish creatures yeah. um but they, they're kind of like there's a reason it's called a red-headed stepchild okay exactly that's a re- yeah, there's a i kind of think that. they're very similar yeah. to uh, hairless cats yeah like a hairless cat would never it's an anomaly would mm. never survive in the wild yeah for many reasons do you really think like a fucking ginger could trek yeah. through the sahara desert yeah and find like king solomon's mines it would never happen no they'd get sexually assaulted by orangutans the whole way there and obviously yeah, yeah yeah so i will prove it <laughs> uh what else um got Bit where like these mate said something about a girl who was dressing like a slut and then Dee said she was asking for it. Dee, come on, I'm disappointed in you, man. You don't think like that. 
Is this something you said when I was in rehab or something? You know, I don't have the faintest. I can't I remember say, saying I really something do temper, like that. I temper the show, you know? Without me, he's just like, he's like a fucking I do hold my tongue and, in front of Harrison. Yeah. But, you know, I can't imagine a scenario of me saying this. I don't like, know what she's talking about, to be honest. It, I don't remember I don't, this at all. You, know, you listen to a lot of those shows, but I, I can't remember me saying, like, maybe I said it sarcastically or in it I guess it's out of context yeah maybe it does sound like I listen to every episode like that, that I appear in and I don't remember it. but but I mean happening. what I'm saying is like maybe out of context it might sound misogynistic but I would never say that with sincerity right. I, I obviously must have been saying it sarcastically like, oh yeah I'm sure she deserved it because mm. she was dressed that way and maybe to uh, to mm. someone who's like you know, a passively listening would be like whoa that's a horrible thing to say I think I remember you saying that about a guy in that fake ape rape story. That's the only time I'll ape ever get rape, to say fake ape rape oh, in the my guy, life. Well, that's what you just referred to. Yeah, the, the orangutan. orangutan. Yeah. I, yeah, think I did say he of, was asking for yeah, it. Yeah. He was probably wearing short shorts. Yeah. And he's a ginger. Maybe that's what he's talking about. That must be, because she just referenced it. We figured it out. Solved the mystery. Agatha Christie. That must be what it was. Yeah. But anyway, to, to, to um, I, you know, I'll, I will issue a mea culpa right now mm. you know fanny harlow i would never say something like that because i'm not mm. that type of dude mm. and uh i'm assuming it was probably i was joking but if 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 you can point out mm. the episode and the time to me i would like to find out mm. you know the context of what i was saying because yeah. i don't recall saying that however i don't actually remember yeah. what i say mm. even like fucking 20 minutes ago yeah there's a good way to tell if something d says is ironic and this is this is my method if d says it it's ironic. That's how I tell. That's how I figure it out. So. Don't take me seriously yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Seriously. So that's how I know. You don't think, yeah, I can just like a slut. I don't mean I'm asking for it. You know, girls can wear what they want, can't they? Of course. I thought you were a bit more... Uh... <laughs> Fake ape rape is what we're actually talking about here. Okay. I thought you were a different kind of boy, and I know you are, so... I know that's just your podcast talk. And uh, I know your girlfriend probably tell you off about that. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? She would Uh, kill me. She would cut my dick off. Yeah. Also, some fella was talking about, you know, geezer. Geezer is just a a geezer is just like the same thing as a London person saying, dude. Mm, That's what I thought it was. Okay. Like, guy. Hey, guy. Hey, geezer. American people say, dude. Right. London people say geezer. That's it. It's not. I love I mean, the way she says it. Geezer. Yeah. It can just be a thing about talking about a fellow. Geezer. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm drunk. Yeah. Also, have say say hello to Vicky. Vicky from the UK. Vicky. She sounds awesome. Hi, Vicky. Tell her to add me on Facebook. Fanny Harlow, yay. Bye. Bye. Nightings. Love you. Bye. Hmm. That would be a fucking team up for the ages. Fanny Harlow and Vicky, right? I think they should do their own podcast, personally. Yeah. What would that be, the Cockney podcast? <laughs> they're That'd not great. Cockney. Know, we established like this. I know they're not, but okay. I kind of, in All my right. mind, I like to think they are. Okay, yeah. Because she, she has a great, it's one, that's my favorite English accent. Right, yeah. Is that where Actually, we're... I have no idea what Fanny Harlow's accent is. I don't know what it is. I always thought it was like South London. Isn't it? Yeah. I, that's what I thought, but who knows? I proved South... me wrong. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm not well, sure. Well, there's different dialects. Like, with London, it's like you could tell people who know British accents could be like, oh, he grew up on that street. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Because, like, they there's a certain out. part of South London where everybody talks like Michael Caine, you know? <laughs> like, there's, like, it's very different. So, yeah. Yeah, like, the guys from Mighty Boosh. Like, where's uh, Noel Fielding from? Like, where, where's that accent from? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I just don't know. Mm. Londoner accents that well but mm. to me she sounds like she has a South London accent mm. but hey fuck I don't even know where Devin is yeah uh, but that that being said Fanny Harlow I would never say in earnest that yeah. a woman deserved to be raped mm. because of what she was wearing he would never say anything in earnest to be honest I, I, yeah. I rarely ever yeah, yeah. do <laughs> I, I can't even remember the last time I ever said anything in earnest yeah but you know I think the, only when you're talking about earnest goes to camp now that yeah. is when I say something in earnest. Yeah. Or earnest yeah. scared stupid. Earnest scared stupid. Or goes oh, to jail. One yeah, of the many earnest uh, Ghost to jail movies. is my favorite. Yeah. Is my a favorite damn, damn fine films. Yeah. Damn fine films. Anyway, we got one more call here. This is uh, from that guy that lives in Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo caller. Oh, yeah. Um, he calls in. Okay. Let's hear what... Uh... Yeah, I remember this Tokyo guy. It's all all of his stories involve like dogs jerking off or something. There's a lot of dogs. You remember this? No, nah, is this the same guy? Yeah, this guy talks about Isn't dogs jerking off. Yeah, it was like, yeah, and then this brought, they brought the dog to my class and he jerked it off. Oh wait, I do remember that. I and don't there, remember. There were like two dog guy. stories. There's a lot of dog stuff. Maybe dogs, sure. made cafes. He's doing a lot of things. Would you drink dog cum in a mixed cocktail? No, for ten bucks. No, ten bucks. Like a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, vodka, I think, purifies. <laughs> Does it purify it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Check it wrong. Uh, it's Adam calling from Tokyo, a.k.a. Gaijin Hanzai, a.k.a. Japanada. Uh, yeah, thanks for hearing my call, like, three weeks late, so all my references didn't make any sense at all. Uh, what, did he have a lot of topical references in his last call? Or? I don't remember. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> we get a ton of calls on the show. It's like it's, it's difficult to know when to air them. And yeah. Sometimes I forget if I played them or not. Mm. Uh, I don't know. This is a total aside, but I had this uh, idea that when D says, you know, I was doing, hips, I was doing um, podcasting before it was cool, that that's like, I think... Maybe the most hipster comment you could ever make. Maybe that's worth like 70 trillion hipster points. Uh, I think the only thing you can do more is say like, I was into music before it was cool. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, I think you're wrong about this. Because when, when D says things like that, he says it with a bitterness that is, that is uh, uncharacteristics of hipsters. Hipsters kind of say it with like a they with a disdain, with a with a haughty disdain. D just says it with 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 just like a fucking bitterness. Well, I'm bitter because we mm. should be more famous than we right. are. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, and I make no money from this. I do mm. it every fucking week because mm. it's an exercise of futility that I do enjoy. We need new equipment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, you know what's funny about that is. I was doing podcasting before it was cool. Mm. Has podcasting ever been cool? It's cool now. Is it cool? Yeah. You know, I question how long it's going to be cool. cool. You want to know why? Why? Have you heard about that show, Alex Inc.? No. A couple friends of mine sent this to me. Alex Inc. is a new Zach Braff sitcom. 
kill myself. Yeah, where he plays this guy that's like, he's a head of some advertising company or he has his own successful advertising company, but he wasn't fulfilled. Hmm. So instead, he quits the advertising company and then he starts his own podcast network because he wants to be a podcaster. It's zany podcasting. And I, I listened, I saw the trailer and I was like, God, I don't know if I can continue doing this show. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Not to mention I hate Zach Braff. I should add him to the list below Max Landis. <laughs> you know, actually, I think I'm promoting, I'm promoting him above Vincent Gallo. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, there you I don't, go. You know, but, but now I'm thinking, if podcasting was cool, it's not going to be cool as soon as this show comes on NBC. There you go. There yeah. you go. You're kind of an OG podcaster. Anyways, that's an aside. I got to give about Yassi Bars. Yeah, the, the, without getting too deep into it, because it's a three-minute call, um, you know, there's kind of an untouched class. Like, there used to be, like, the untouchables, like, in uh, Indian caste society, right? And in Japan, it's called Burakamin. And they were, you know, leather workers, people who work with the dead. Uh, certain jobs, like undesirable jobs, they did. And then... I think that was my profession in World of Warcraft. A leather worker. A leather worker who worked with the dead. Yeah, I think that was it. Gangster is sort of part of that. So they can have a lot of money. They can be super rich. The um, Yamaguchi Gumi, the biggest uh, crime family here. Aren't those those little portable toys with the, like, you got a little dog on there and the you got to feed it? Oh, okay. That's what you're thinking okay. of. What did he say? Yamagachi Macho. Yeah, Uchigupi. Uchibuchi. Ralph, Ralph Macho. Some Ralph Macho. Okay, that's, that's what he, he said. said, yeah. They think they're worth something like 56 billion US. Like that's their assets alone. Uh, it's crazy. So they got lots of money, but then they can't marry into certain families or whatever. They tend to be really cool with foreigners. They're like nice people. So, I mean, if, some of my friends are tattoo artists and technically they're Yakuza. Uh, but it's just kind of like they're in that cast, really. It's like, you know, actually a lot of them are kind of violent people at certain times, but. <laughs> They tend to be really cool to foreigners, and They're I get cool along with them violent. a lot better than I do with your average um, salaryman on the train, who sometimes can be really, sometimes are really angry because their boss shits on them all day long. Yeah. They'll try to pick a fight with you or something like that. But, yeah, my Yakuza friends are awesome, man. I, and I, I go to a Yakuza bar almost every day. <laughs> my local is, a, is run by a guy with tattoos all the way to his knuckles, you know. Um, yeah, hope that answers your question. I'll keep it brief. But, uh, yeah, fire away if there's any more questions. You guys are doing a great job. Harrison, I'm glad to see you back. Harrison, stay clean, man. Seriously. Don't be a bitch. Like, whatever. I don't want to do heroin. Come on, man. Fucking buck up, dude. I don't even know what that means. And go fuck yourself. Come on. All right. Get your shit together. All right. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Wow. I don't even. That was supportive. You're on the fucking... You just made the list. <laughs> Tamagotchi, whatever the fuck your name is. You're done. Wow, you're that was, done yeah. in this town. You're on the list. There's some support yeah. for Harrison's sobriety. You know, I, I, can, I can kind of agree with him, though. He was saying that I get along with the Yakuza guys better than mm. I do the salary man on the train. Right. Of course, the Yakuza guys sound like they're fun. Yeah. They're like drinking, probably doing drugs. They have all their hookers. You know, you know my bio dad... Right, mm -hmm. remember met him who was on the show. Um, he for, in the '90s he worked as a finance guy in Tokyo for like oh, wow. ten years or something. So he speaks you know fluent Japanese. He speaks fluent Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Cool. And um, he, I went to dinner with him and like a couple old friends that he worked there with. 
that now like live here or whatever and they were telling me a story about how they used to go to these bars with the with the japanese guys after work and this one bar was like it was like a strip club kind of but they had this platform that's on a railing and it like it moves all over the club it's hmm. almost like it's like a platform like a with like a cage with yeah, a weird. cage in it and there's like a, a japanese girl in there like a naked japanese girl and what happened is like the the Japanese got businessmen. One of them, they'd all be drunk, but they'd send one. One of them would have to go in the cage with the girl and try to fuck her while this thing goes all around the restaurant. And uh, but it'd be like they were so drunk they couldn't get it up. So then everybody just laughs at him. <laughs> would someone eventually get in the cage and boner? Um, I didn't say. Did your dad try it? I don't. I doubt it. Wow. I doubt it. Yeah. God, that's weird. Yeah. I wonder he, if they he still likes do stuff in, like that. He likes his encounters, but I don't see him him going for that. So. Yeah, the, the public mm-hmm. encounter like that. You know, that mm-hmm. did you go to any yakuza bars when you were there? Um, or did you know? Like, yeah, you, know? you do know because that remember that guy who does the podcast out there. Oh yeah, Johnny. Yeah. He got point, painted. he pointed out all this shit to us. It was like these cars. If you see a car outside of this place, you know it's a yakuza. You know they're in there. They have special license plates, and you know that they're this because that, etc. But I mean, do you see when you walk in the bar? Do you see a bunch of tattoo guys? You're like, they're definitely yakuza. They just, you know, they got, they got, they look like fucking Asian reservoir dogs, basically. The suits, kind of how you, like, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of how you know. Huh. So mm-hmm. they, they definitely sound like a, they, they sound like cooler guys than the salary dudes for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'd rather hang out with them. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you there, Tokyo dude. Um, it's always good to hear from you. You know, one of these days, I want to make it out to Tokyo. It's great. Yeah, I got to check it out. I'll I mean, start- it's worth it for the food alone. It's worth it. I do want to check it's it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Because be if you like any shithole hole in the wall restaurant you go into, you order white rice, it'll be the best rice you've ever had in your life. Don't they say that about the uh, the beef too? Like yeah. The sushi? That too. I ate fucking raw horse. Wow. Yeah. People call Sigurong Hotline, 323-522-4032. We have one email to get to. This was sent to uh, the uh, Hotmail account. Uh, stick around podcast humble.com uh, this comes in from fabian fabian it's a great name that's great he name. says hey faggots i'm sending you this email because my fiance is too much of a pussy to send it she's been an avid listener since we were in uni together so for seven years she's been listening to the show God damn. so if you if you would give louisa gray a shout out she would be over the moon mm. big ups to louisa gray big shout out there word seven years long time a long time yeah long time thanks for listening Anyway, to the point, there's this fucked up short film that is on YouTube, and he gives me a link to it. It's hard to describe without spoiling the plot other than the two words, reverse incest. It's only 30 minutes long, and it's weird as fuck. Right up you Jew boys street. Loving the show. So Miss Wackerly, but that nigga Harrison ain't half bad. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, Fabian. Um, so the 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 show the the movie he sent over is uh, it's called the what's it called the strange thing about the Johnsons yeah it is fucking disturbing I watched it you watched I, the whole thing I watched the whole thing Jesus Christ you know it kind of was like Todd watched, Salon's level of disturbing oof I started it and then I kind of scrubbed through bits and pieces and I'm like I'm not watching this. Oh, First it, of all, that's not reverse incest. Yeah, I was thinking about it. it's incest. not reverse incest. It's incest. Yeah, yeah. But it's maybe reverse molestation. <sighs> could you, could you, do you think that might be the case? I'm like, this is not how I'm going to spend my afternoon watching this. I'm not going to do it. Basically, not, I'm not really giving anything away because if you read a synopsis. I'm just going to watch Kunwachi porn. Yeah. Instead. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. It's yeah. the son 
molest the father. It is fucking bizarre. It's you know I I watched the whole thing and I was just the whole time like ah. And then do you know what's funny about that is you look in the sidebar mm-hmm. the YouTube other videos that they recommend yeah. and there's reactions of people watching that movie. Right. Because it's one of those movies. It also has like the production value of a Tyler Perry film. God, you know, I was actually kind of impressed. I thought for a short yeah. movie it yeah. actually had a decent like, production really, value. I was like who how what? <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, I got to say, I mm. laughed, I cried, I shit myself silly. It was mm. a good movie. And I uh, thank you, Fabian, for recommending it. I'm going to post it on our page as the video of the week. Great. It's only 30 minutes long. I can't Harrison, wait. I can't wait for the indictment. Harrison, you got to get Fantastic. through the first. It's the first few minutes. It's, it's a little disturbing, kind of a la happiness, Todd Salons. But then it gets way better. It's a roller coaster. Don't look at this guy. Won't even go see Wonder Woman in the theater. I'm not going to see anything the weekend it opens. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Fabian, for yeah. uh, showing that to me. It's pretty good. Uh, also, uh, people, go to iTunes. Mm. Listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. I know we got a few new comments. We're going to have to read them next week. But uh, we do appreciate it. Just do a search for Sick and Wrong. And, uh, yeah, and then subscribe. Also, uh, I'm actually going to be updating the story. I did a little bit of an experiment this week. Okay. So did you see that Trump tweet with the co-fifi uh, mistake or whatever they made the yeah. typo? Which is hilarious because Spicer's like, no, that's like a word that means something to a small group of people that are in Trump's I don't know, know why party. he did that because Trump already had made light of it. Like, have fun with it. Think what it means. Why? Yeah. Is, what the fuck is wrong with Spicer? I, Spicer's just like there's a cabal of people that yeah. understand what this means. It's like why I know that family and they're all fucking awful. Yeah, but why wouldn't he just go say, "Oh, the president probably made a typo." You yeah, know, yeah. It's like whatever. Everyone's done that. Everyone yeah. can relate to that. Well, usually if you did that, wouldn't you delete the tweet and then tweet it he out again? He did delete the tweet. Like hours later. Well, he probably fucking fell asleep watching Matlock or something, you know? <laughs> when he, to, after he did it. Watching Fox News. Yeah. To the delight of the internet. That's yeah. one, That's my favorite thing about the internet. I was reading something today that, uh, that Trump is the most ridiculed man in the world. Yeah. And that is precisely the reason why I agree with Howard Stern. That Trump mm-hmm. never wanted this. No. He never wanted this. I think the guy just wanted to prove to everyone that he could get it. Yeah. And then just go on... You know, being whatever no, it he sucks. Is. Why would you want to do that? I don't get it. But that's what I love about yeah. it. Because now anything he he's in a fucking fishbowl. Anything that guy does yeah. is scrutinized and ridiculed yeah. and mocked mm-hmm. on a whole other level. So anyway, I was watching that, or as I watch, I was reading Twitter. I was watching TV and I saw the the tweet and I was like, this is hilarious. And people started you know tweeting funny shit about Kofefe. It's like, that, is that Russian for I resign? And uh, I was looking. I'm like. You know, I'm going to make a t-shirt. So I went over and I um, took that Enjoy Sick and Wrong Coca-Cola font t-shirt I used and I just put Enjoy Covefe. It took me literally like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was going to post it to Cafe Press and I realized, fuck Cafe Press. Yeah. Cafe Press is a piece of shit. Right. I'm sick and tired of that site. And they, you know, they, they're, they're, uh, the way they, uh, their, their graphical representation of images on a t-shirt mm. sucks. I think the quality of their shit sucks. So fuck Cafe Press. I'm using Redbubble from now on. I posted that shirt to Redbubble. Mm. I sold, dude, the first day I sold like 20 shirts. Right. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, I'm going to redo the entire Sick and Wrong store. I'm going to bring back some old tees that people used to love back from like you eight should. years ago. No, and Cafe I'm gonna put Press it on, is uh, like Redbubble. the equivalent of like, remember that when Bart Simpson had to like weed that old lady's garden and then she gave him like, would you like cents? some ribbon candy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Cafe Press is. 
They're like, oh, you sold a T-shirt. He's 13 cents. Here's a butterscotch. Yeah. And a nickel. A shiny nickel. But you're, you're right, though, because back then, when we started this podcast in, like, yesteryears, um, like 2006, there wasn't anything else out there other than Cafe Press. Yeah. So that's all we had to choose. And being that uh, here at Sick and Wrong, we're cutting edge of podcasting, we never even looked for an alternative. <laughs> like, we just left the Cafe Press store up yeah. there. And I never really thought about it until no. this past week when I used Redbubble. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. these online stores have come a long way. And I've been I've been marching us boldly into 2009 by putting up some videos. You certainly have. Yeah, I gotta say that yeah. that sad Harrison video. Yeah, had me laughing. Excellent. Sent that to a lot of people. It's yeah. very funny. People, if you haven't seen it, you should check out this video. He's uh, Harrison's kind of managing the sick and wrong YouTube channel. Yeah, which I kind of neglected. Right. I think I posted a few videos to it, but it's been a while. Yeah. So you'll be managing that from now on and posting some of the videos you're making. But you must have spent some time making that video. I did. It took longer than I thought it would. Well, I had to get a lot of footage of stuff. And it, yeah. What are you using? Uh, well, the weird thing is, I mean, I, I used to use Final Cut, but they fucked up Final Cut. Oh, Final Cut's they made terrible. It stupid Final now. Cut now is like iMovie. So it's for terrible. some reason, I thought like I could just save, because I do a lot of still image stuff, so I thought I could just save time by using iMovie. And then actually, ironically, I think it ended up taking more time using iMovie. But so. you used to be able to with iMovie. Like yeah. previous editions of like iMovie for like OS 6 was yeah. great. But yeah. then they made it into like this really confusing mm. thing. Yeah. Like they did with Final Cut. The only thing that's easy about it is doing like Ken Burns bullshit with images. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's like the Ken yeah. Burns effect. Yeah. Anyway, though, good job on that, though. I liked Thank it. You. I was watching that and I was like, God, this is better than any movie I ever made on the fucking channel. Well, there's more <laughs> and, and um, all right, be, I'll be putting them up. So people can yeah. check it out. Yeah. Anyway, Sick Wrong Song of the Week came in from a DVD Monster. He goes, hey, D and Harrison. Uh, actually, I'm, I take that back. He writes, hey, he and Darrison. He kind That's of switched around. That's, I that's love pretty that. funny. I never thought about, yeah. about doing that. With a train wreck that is Tiger Woods back in the news, it's the perfect time to play some Steel Fucking Panther once again. Hmm. Eat balls day by day by day. DVD monster. So he sent a Steel Panther song called Just Like Tiger Woods. I think um, I was in jail with a guy named DVD Monster. He was he was he actually had gotten busted for selling bootleg DVDs. Wow, and that was his, and this uh, was in like 2002 when that was still like a thing you could do. And that was a big deal. Remember in New yeah. York? Yeah. So I think in, still in New York, you mm. can walk down the street and buy bootleg DVDs. Yeah. But he was just like a big black dude who used to sell these DVDs, and you could tell like he just. All he does when he's not selling them is watch these DVDs. Watch DVDs. <laughs> and, he, and he'd be like, yeah, I was talking to him, he's like, he's like, man, you ever see that shit American Pie? Nigga trying to fuck a pie. And I'm like, thank you. You won jail. Good night. You won the jail. Okay. Have you, do you see the, uh, the, the videotape of, uh, or the video of fucking Tiger Woods getting pulled over by the cops? That's pretty depressing oh shit. Oh my God. Yeah. He couldn't even stand. Yeah. They had to help him stand. And he's saying he had a back injury and he was on a bunch of painkillers, but come on. Yeah. That dude drank a lot. Mm -hmm. He drank a lot. He's probably popping Percocets. Mm. Next thing you know, he gets in his Range Rover or whatever it is he drives, Escalade. Mm. He's driving down, gets pulled over, and he can't even stand up to do yeah. the breathalyzer. <laughs> oh, God, it's bad. I, I do love how yeah. his, his mugshots become a meme, though. Mm. And it's pretty funny. Anyway, this song is great. Steel Panther. You know, Steel Panther, have you seen them? No Play idea Live? what that is. It's, it's that uh, mm. comedy hair metal act. Okay. 
They used to do a, they had a residency at the Fonda. Hmm. And then um, now I think they're at the Roxy hmm. now. Really good band to check out. They actually had a residency at the House of Blues too. Okay. But the House of Blues is gone. So I'm not quite sure where they're playing. I think the Roxy. But if you're ever in LA, you get a chance to see uh, Steel Panther. It's amazing. Okay. These guys actually, I mean, they do a lot of covers of hair metal songs. And they sound exactly like Melly Crew, but their original songs are really funny. Mm. And it's a comedy thing. Like they, right. they bring girls out of the audience, be like, mm. show your tits, and they act like 80s hair metal dudes. But this song called Just Like Tiger Woods is hilarious. So thank you, DVD Monster, for sending that in. Uh, people will be back next week with uh, episode 587. Until then, take it easy.
that is your smarm was adequately detected. Good job. I appreciate you. Wow, I fucked this call up. Sorry, D, you're gonna have to fucking delete this shit. My thoughts weren't all above my head.